Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Good Bad Gang podcast where we talk about any and everything. It's your girl LD. And it's also here. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you're a regular, what's up? Don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and also search for us on SoundCloud and iTunes and subscribe. Yep. So, how was your week? Uh, it was alright, for scarcity, you know. Or artificial, you will call it artificial force scarcity. So it's like um, this this Monday to Wednesday, like there were lines everywhere, and you know, you, um, you know, we thought you know either the government was about to raise um, price of gasoline or something, but luckily by um, Thursday there were no more lines. So I guess the cabal didn't get what they wanted. And I was able to fill my tank. That's all that concerns me. But like I said, like sometimes it's panic. And do you know what? Do you know another thing? I didn't see black markets outside. You know it's a real scarcity when you start seeing people carrying jerry cans and selling like black market for. So, like I said, it was just a... That would have happened week two. And so yeah, people were not above falling into their car week one. Look, yeah. eh, even if there's a first scarcity, it doesn't take like 24 hours you see people well okay yeah. on my side of town sure yeah 24 hours and you see black marketers is when yeah, you go to filling stations and they're shut down that they don't have is when black marketers really start prospering but as long as you know all the filling stations are selling they're just long queues you barely see um the people pushing their their jerry cans and i'm a bit surprised that everybody was actually kind of panicking it's december every december there's always this thing that it, happens it, 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 it wasn't here last december it was actually it was in the beginning of december i remember i don't, I don't remember yeah, well i remember so yeah every december even in my office we were like christmas is coming they're trying to make money and everything so yeah it w- the good thing is there's no first custody for now and hopefully it stays that way yeah but i don't know about all this raining in december is it like climate change or something it shouldn't rain in december yeah, right? people have polluted the atmosphere now so what do you expect although when i was driving here the cloud was covered in i don't know what it was it was just it wasn't clear so i don't know whether hamatan is battling with the rain or whatever but i couldn't not that i couldn't really see but the cloud it was kind of cloudy so but not cloudy rain mean like, like fog yeah exactly it was foggy so i'm not sure something is going on yeah so i don't know As usually um rain is supposed to stop by you know september you know like they say before you have like an august break then maybe it rains a little bit in september then october is over i mean i'm i'm all for hamata not coming look the struggle of cleaning my car during hamatan is is the struggle is real you clean it two seconds later it looks like you drove through dust or something so yeah but i mean i hope the weather just kind of comes down a little because it's been quite hot lately but yeah so um and i haven't been feeling too great this week hopefully i snap out of it but i have a bagging headache but yeah that's that's that so speaking of interesting things that i saw i saw this week somewhere i'll put a link up in the description box a nigerian was scamming someone and then when they realized it was another nigerian he actually said oh i'm sorry i cannot scam you like since when did nigerians have a heart about scamming their fellow countrymen like essentially let me let me see if i can get a little bit of the exchange here and the guy was like um I guess it was a conversation and he was trying to buy a phone. He was trying to buy a phone. Or sell was he, trying, s- no, he was trying to sell the phone. He was trying to sell his phone. So this guy was like, oh, yes, sounds perfect. Then the guy says, great. Let me have your PayPal email address so I can make payment right away. And you'll ship when? 
I'll go to the office as soon as the payment has been made. Then the guy now asks, are you a Nigerian? Have my responses, so please. Have, ha have my reasons, so please try and answer my question. Then the guy now says, yes, I am. And I said, oh, sis, I'm about to scam you, but I won't do that. I'm also a Nigerian. I'll be a more Niger, but I can't bad belay you. Then the guy said, ah, now wow, thanks, I guess. No worries. We, we are one. Then the guy said, are you schooling here? The guy said, holiday. He said, okay, please let me advise you so you won't get scammed. I know what we all do. So anyway, it was kind of like um, the guy said, wow, thanks for the advice. You know one guy to look out for one another. Good luck on your next the guy's like target, I guess. And the guy laughed. He said, sure, I pray on whites, but not my people. Anyway, so it was kind of, uh, I guess, who says Nigerians don't look out for Nigerians? This is one in a million. Please, Nigerians scam Nigerians all the time. Even when you're working on the road, Nigerians scam each other. You enter markets, we scam each other. But I, it was just hilarious to see. Well, maybe hilarious is not the word, but it was interesting to see that the guy actually did a complete 360. And he's like, this is my brother. Let me not scam him out of, you know number I, I don't know if i can't remember if it was like it's come out with a conscience yeah exactly it was come out with a conscience it was just amusing and then you know they had this whole banter over it good luck with your next target and i'm just like what the hell is going on let's say let's say um the other guy was just come out to you said oh there's honor among thieves or something like that exactly but, but this is like a regular but then it just honestly i feel like people need to be careful when you're buying and selling stuff if someone is asking you for like details because the guy even said it, you know when he was telling the guy what to look out when he was telling the girl what to look out for while she's selling her phone she's like oh if they ask you for this don't give that and i feel like it's funny how in this age where they keep telling us don't give out your pain don't do this don't do that you get people are still falling prey i mean even when i'm paying for stuff online in nigeria yes i'm one of the many people who is still afraid of paying for stuff on nigerian websites sometimes they ask you to put in your pain and i'm like do you really want to pay for this like i'd rather do a transfer so that people would just be ready to give up details you know when they're selling stuff or when they're buying stuff y'all yeah. gotta be careful yeah I mean, the guy was not selling anything in nigeria so and all that stuff so, so he probably thought like it was but, but there's come artists everywhere there's come artists in america yeah. they, are, they, they call them con artists right they're they are con artists in england it didn't have to be a nigerian it could have been anybody from any nationality do you get what i'm saying you just yeah. have to be very careful but have Even, you found have you found the own experience that at this when you're abroad or somewhere that nigerians look out for each other um yeah i think nigerians look out for each other sometimes especially if it looks like you're the one who is um if you're if they're about to shit on you if that's the term to use you get what i'm saying like for instance in uni it's kind of funny when you first go to uni i remember my first day of uni um i'm not going to say this story my dad says he'll say this story on my wedding day so let's just ignore it my dad took me to school my first day but anyway i remember like when i go into class and all the nigerians found out i was nigerian it was because you go to another country and it can be lonely but they all like literally rallied around me okay so you need to get this you need to get that if anybody tells you this don't do this if you, you know you, so yeah i think nigerians just stick up for each other and they kind of make you feel like you know you're all one and everything of course as time goes on you start to discern this one is a bit dodgy even though you know they're looking out for me and, and i think generally Africans kind of look out for each other because in this story that I'm not going to tell you guys when my dad took me to um, 
our accommodation like where my uni accommodation was i remember like the first girl i saw was a ghanian girl and she goes oh are you new she was in her third year and i was literally just doing my a levels or um whatever and she's like oh you're new blah 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 don't worry i'll watch out for you and she literally she told my dad she's like i'll watch out for her so her room was like two doors away from me and you guys she actually watched out for me like when she and her friends were going out we would go out she said to get annoying because sometimes she'd be like okay you can't drink you can't do this i've met your father you know and so i think not just nigerians africans actually kind of look out for each other and i still talk to the girl in question shout out to pamela if she's listening but she was legit my first friend when i left the shores of this so they didn't, country they didn't tell the one that stay away from nigerians or they'll put, they'll put you into trouble you know, I didn't, I didn't, before you just come out don't do anything for them but she was dating a nigerian guy so i think that's why it was kind of easy for her to and i mean her friends were it's funny we were a very funny bunch <laughs> so her friends she was Ghanaian, and a lot of her friends was Zim, was from um zimbabwe another one was from jamaica another one was from zambia and i was nigerian so imagine five black girls all from different countries who used to roll around together and i was the youngest so there was never really i mean there was really not the it was more of a be careful um not everyone is who they seem like open your eyes uh, exactly so it's not like they were telling me oh don't hang with the nigerians and obviously as time went by you know they were people that i'm like i'm not gonna hang with you not because they were scammers or anything but we just didn't flow do you get what i'm saying be like hi hi but yeah now this just makes me miss uni and my time as a young child where i had no worries but yeah so um i think nigerians generally look out for each other but of course there are times when nigerians do not look out for each other i mean look at this libya situation now where people are coming out to say that nigerians were actually selling nigerians in libya like they didn't care they just wanted money so on one hand even though like we look out for each other when worst comes to worst and trying to make a buck sometimes nigerians just yeah it was they a, the unbelievable yeah it was this this happening to you know obviously you know it's been uh, i think it's maybe it has been the it's an age-old problem but obviously it became hot this past few months and you know they've been um repatriating some people back i think last week or two weeks ago they brought a thousand nigerians back from libya and obviously everybody has their stories and they're telling stories of how um, their Nigerian counterparts over there, like you've seen Nigerian and like, oh, save me and instead Nigerian counterparts and I think there's one story I read. You know what's ridiculous, sorry. And I'm not even trying to be funny. This is why you should read other news that isn't CNN or whatever. I sent my friend a message and I swear I can put up this screenshot on Instagram. Before this story came out, when the Libya story came out, I'm like I can bet money that Nigerians are involved in the sale of Nigerians. And I'm like, because when slave trade was happening in Africa, wasn't it the Nigerian chiefs and everything that were selling Nigerians themselves? I'm like, I won't be surprised if in Libya, we find out that there are Nigerians who are slave traders. One week later, this story comes out. And I hate that I said something that was awful about Nigerians and it turned out to be true. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll dispute that whole during slave trade Nigerian... I go to Badagri. I've seen like, like, the owner uh, of the Barakun was a freaking Nigerian like Abbas. I, like, like I said, you know, that's a whole that's a whole touchy thing. There's a lot of history in there. If you go dig the books, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to. We'll, we'll They're drive, freaking selling we'll, human beings we'll, for umbrellas. We'll, 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 I'll, I'll get into that another day. 
about the whole during the transatlantic slave trade, whether we Africans were selling um, our Africans, because it's actually a huge contention. That's one of the reasons why African Americans don't like Af Africans, because of this um, story that Africans were selling Africans, and they say, you guys sold us over here. But anyway, I don't want to get into that. So we can tackle that another day. So I said it was, it was disheartening that um, the same like Nigerians were part of the whole um, slave trade racket, you know. As, it, as, as I was about to say, there was a lady who was like, she saw a Nigerian, she was like, ah, I found my brother, saved me. And even when the, the um, Libyan people called her family in Nigeria to ask for money for her release, the Nigerian was like, ask for more. That is too little. Yep. So they're even, you know, much more stern than even their Libyan captors or whatever. Yeah, apparently they're worse. They treat them worse. They punish them worse. It's, it's yeah. ridiculous. So it's like hating your own. So on the level, it's not so surprising. You know, I don't want to go too far because there are bad people everywhere. We all know there are crime syndicates in Nigeria. And obviously, to conduct this kind of thing, you need that kind of a crime syndicate organization where obviously they have your people over here that con, con the family. They hand them over to the people that, you know, take them through whatever route they take in the desert and before they hand them over to their Libyan counterparts who will um, smuggle them across the sea or whatever to Italy and well, we know along the way so many things happen some never cross the desert some die before getting to Libya just bury them in the sand those that get to Libya obviously get into all this um, slave trade where they're supposed to walk up walk out their debt and they never do and oh, they're turned into prostitutes and all that stuff right so obviously one thing that caught my eye was that 70 percent of the people that have been repatriated were from other states so this place i have yeah. to say that again yeah, so <laughs> that's happening obviously they said that the rest were from like delta emo anambra river states and stuff like that so in a way i it's, it's I, I, I would like to actually um let's start this way so so because obviously you've been to benin a couple of times mm -hmm. is there something about your state or whatever that maybe makes people feel like i have to get out of here on a very serious no, note like are things very it's bad a, there a, or whatever it's a mindset it's a mindset and the people always ask what well, is poverty not in the north how come they're uh, yeah north exactly north? but it's a mindset this is how this is how i put it i think i've used this analogy before on the pod it's like uh, what people know in, in the African-American community in the hood or whatever. The people think the ways to get out of the hood is either be a baller or a rapper, right? And why do they think that being a baller or a rapper is because of what they see? Or, or also being a coke dealer because the person that's pushing the next whip, the person that you know, has all the girls, the person that's making all the money is either a drug dealer. So they want to be a drug dealer because that's the way they see. So I trying to or like maybe in Benin now is because they've seen their fellow Benin people making it in that way. Because even apart from this Libya thing, you know when you hear about all this, um, when there used to be the stories about prostitution in Italy, I'm getting there. there a lot I'm, people, getting, I'm getting yeah. there. It's the same it, Libya, Italy is yeah. the route. The end point is still Italy or Spain or whatever. So my so where I was going with my analogy is that. In the African American communities, the role models that they see, which I said, the athletes, everybody wants to play ball, right, to make it out of the hood, or the um, rappers, singer, entertainment, they want to make it out because that's the way they see. Or I said, on the most fundamental level, if you live in the hood and you drug dealize it, in the, so in Benin or Edo State now, your neighbor, the person that came back, Iwebo, he went to um, he went to um, Italy, Spain. Oh, Iwebo. That's that's abroad in. Um, Okay, he went to Obodo Yeah, so he went uh, abroad and 
they came back, they built a house for their mother, they bought a Benz that they when they come back to Nigeria, they're driving or something. That person, that's how that person made it. The next person over in the next street, that's how they made it. That's how they made it. So now, all your idols, all your people that are seen successful, that is the route they are seeing. You're not seeing the doctors that are making it. You're not seeing the engineers that are making it. These are the people that are seeing that are making it. So it becomes a mindset of that's how they did it. That's the role models I see. And that's the route I'll take. So as I said, it's always, so it has nothing to do with the land per se. It's a mindset orientation. If something changes where people see is the doctors that are making it somehow, is going into that industry that are making it, is people that are running businesses. This person is not just copycat, copycat something. All of a sudden, now pure water that they make business, make money. Before you know it, everybody's doing pure water business, right? That's the way we really see things happen. So also, if people say, okay, that person started the business, they're making it. I'm going to also run, try to start a business. And that time, it will change the mindset of the people. So it's not uh, some kind of ingrained the DNA or whatever it is it's just people looking at their surroundings people looking at people that were successful and just you know replicating that role model over and over again and till somebody can break it or at least somebody comes and shows them a different way this is where the government has kind of come in and show them a different way of, of being successful it will all change I don't believe there's anything inherently um, in the DNA or inherently about other people or whatever that comes I would this hope way. not yeah so to me that's so that's that's the way i feel about about it it's just a mindset thing people need to see new role models same thing now if you don't do this one what about what trying to get into politics why people trying to get into politics not to better nigeria anything people are trying to get to politics what people that they see are rich they're put driving a fleshy car they see the billions being stolen and people governors dashing people in legislature cars and whatever it is so all of a sudden being a politician becomes or uh, getting part of the government cake becomes the the i mean i just want to say that people mindset. need to be careful about who they're trusting so that your neighbor went to obodoin but you don't know what he did maybe he was actually part of the um crime syndicate or the racketeering group or part of the slave traders do you get what i'm saying sure he'll just you just know the stories that he traveled and you know he came back but you actually never know yeah of course there are the people who travel and do the legitimate thing and they come back with money but there's some who actually traveled lived a life of crime and then came back you just need to be very careful about who you trust i mean some of these ladies um i mean i think the two edo girls that they spoke to they said they were lured into it by their pastor no, that's, mm. a question, that's a question I have now. It's um, like I said in Adobe Benin, it's almost like a widespread thing. At this point in time, is there anybody, because I'm thinking, I think about, is there anybody really like in Benin or Edo that is not aware of what the common gist is or what the people go out there to do? Is it, is exactly. It, is any, is it, so is, is there anybody that's really not enlightened? Are there people still who are being um, unwillfully um, sold or being cajoled okay, I said let's be careful about who we trust because these two ladies who they interviewed right the pastor and I don't know what story the pastor could have given them but obviously they must have trusted the pastor to some level I mean luckily for one of them now the pastor is in jail from what she said and he's um he's going to have his day in court right yeah. but 
she must have trusted this pastor to a certain extent, right? And actually thought that the pastor meant well. And yeah, but my question, but my question to you is, do you think there are actually people being deceived, or like in a place like? No, I think there are people that are being deceived. I I definitely everybody knows what deal is and when they get no. I definitely think that I definitely think that uh, there are people that are being deceived because that's why I said I would like to know exactly what it is that this pastor um said. Do you get what I'm saying? Of course like you said people are might also be feeling ignorance because by the time a pastor starts taking you to a herbalist to do um to do what is it called protection charms of course you should now be wary and wonder what's going on yeah and i keep but, on using Bini as the example just because, because that's where everything is from i don't know because that is a plain like it's not today started it's not today that rumor started it's not today that just started yes yeah, since i've been young i've always yeah, heard so you. so if you've heard all that kind of stuff now I'm, I'm, I'm maybe like the typical village girls who don't have access to like the stories going around because, and things because, like that because a lot of stuff they still keep on saying part of the solution is that they need to do enlightenment campaign but is, I'm, I'm, I'm asking the question is it people that is actually get rich or die trying mentality no there are some that are get rich or die trying but so you can't genuinely think that everybody in benin knows what is actually going on in the world yeah that's what you can't but even i don't think that in my state there are people in my states are still living in the dark ages as technological as the world has become they don't know what's going on they're still doing things the old way so i'm sure there are people in benin who there might not be a lot but there are definitely people who you know they are very what's the word gullible or they're very ignorant about what's going on in the world because yeah, so one uncle this. one uncle tells you and that's why i said it, it's all about who you're trusting one uncle comes and tells you ah let me take you to uh, italy change your life you'll be able to do this for your mommy you'll be able to do this for your daddy you're the simple village girl who maybe just goes to the stream fetches water does this does that you might not really know what's going on in the world and this is your uncle that has promised you a better life. Do you get what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, and to and to add to it a little bit, it's like when you see the ages of the people, right? It was fourteen to mm-hmm. eighteen. So even at that point in time, how much of a choice do you yeah, have exactly. at young. fourteen to start saying all that kind of stuff? And you know, I guess I don't know, when I read a lot of these comments, I'm not sure how much empathy people have because a lot of people just as I said, one of the Cases asking, what questions I was asking was doesn't everybody know people, a lot of people feel like everybody should know already a lot of people think is um, people going for flashy lifestyle and you need to live according to their means and stuff like that no so I, I, I just think that I don't know if that's I genuinely think not. that see and here's the thing Nigerians are not happy with the way things are going I tell you the people of Benin are feeling very I don't know what the word is. Not just Benin, all no, these other yeah, states. You get what I'm saying? So maybe, maybe this just that I said are not just Benin. Yeah. So you know, Nigerians are generally just not happy. Why not? I mean, some of us are happy, but there's some Nigerians that are just not happy with the way their lives are going or with the state of things. So who knows? Maybe every state should go the route of Imo State and appoint a minister for happiness and uh, is it a couple fulfillment or whatever it is that Okorocha thinks he's doing. Maybe the maybe that will bring back the five hundred to seven hundred thousand nigerians that are strapped in exactly because i mean (laughs) on a very serious note too this guy appoints his sister as minister of happiness already this is the same governor that did the statue right yes the bigger statue of um zuma already already it sounds the guy facing rape charges right yep already it sounds ridiculous that you would even set up that type of office but then to now make it your sister it's uh, 
I, I don't know. It, it, it's just, it, it's ridiculous. I, I, I don't know what word to use. Although the guy now comes out and says that, well, he's not the first person to do it. That in Dubai, Dubai also has a minister of um, happiness and fulfillment or whatever. So, um, no, actually, he wasn't even the one. Sorry, it was his sister. So, his sister's first act of being a minister was to go on Twitter and tear every body down that was a parody that was a parody okay thank god because i was going to say she can't be that silly but yeah apparently he did it because well the people of emo state deserve to be happy the the couples deserve to be together divorce rate is becoming something else so he has decided to you know i'm funny enough he said he has a desire to be president of um of this our country one day i'm not sure that the guy is quite normal but so, okay uh, yeah i said not 2019 but one day he decides to be president and even what was funny even during the interview because i think she was interviewed on cnn or what channel was that she couldn't even articulate what exactly you know what this uh, sounds like to me uh, this sounds like my sister needs a job and steady money so that one day when they're checking the books they don't see that i'm diverting funds to her account let me just set up a position for her you cannot make so a special you cannot make a special advisor to special advice isn't that what they do to go to whole route of, <laughs> no. of, of creating the a money, whole the money a whole department sister, the money his sister i remember time i remember like even when i listened so you know because i was interested and i went and i searched for the minister of happiness in dubai and even at best i thought what she was saying was a laugh it was like yeah, people that we were taking people's happiness for granted of course this was being translated um, so it might not have been what she said um, verbatim but you know she's like we're taking people's happiness for granted people deserve to be happy and that's why we can see that um, Dubai is one of the apparently happiest places in the world or whatever I just don't know what this woman is going to do for the people of emo states yeah I like, really like to talk to emo people and like um, are they, are they, are they, are they, are they <laughs> feeling about Korea China a bit embarrassed. Putting, up, putting statues up creating ministry of happiness and couple fulfillment what is happiness even exactly i mean everyone's definition of happiness is different how okay there's so many levels to it what is happiness like let's even dissect her number one happiness is fleeting you can be happy right now and and the next minute you're not happy or whatever it is and obviously your level of happiness is all about expectations right whatever your expectations are is what conditions your mind about what you're being happy so the, and couples fulfillment i don't know that, that, that's I the part no i understand so is she going to set up like um retreats for all the couples in emo state both young and old talk to them about how to be one in their family i i, I feel like i need to see her plans like i need to understand what is great or and she automatically thinks that divorce rates are just going to drop like chickens in her states because she's there like, I, did they I don't know have, I don't did they have the statistics exactly I already told you what it is he needed his sister to have her own salary instead of him always feeding her feeding her maybe she's always coming to ask him for money and he just got tired and he's like let me just give this one a position so that salary is just entering her account from state government he did not want to make her a special advisor to any special advisor because then she would have to be answering to somebody and he just didn't want it's story because then she would not become still, a it still makes no sense yeah exactly no i'm just telling you guys why he set up this position it wasn't because he was copying dubai he just needed an ex he just used it as an well, excuse what i'm saying but it's what i'm saying now but even if you want to do something like that you can be way smarter than it than to bring something that well, clearly he's not smart he made a statue mm-hmm. of zuma in his what does zuma have to do with his state mm-hmm. so let's take out the fact that about being smart he's not smart 
No yeah, offense. So my, so my point is that he just uh, said that I made her a special advisor to something, uh, put a Ministry of Women something. Something that. There's already a Ministry of Women something, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, you know, Nigeria it is. They make, they make department within department of department. The whole place is a bureaucracy anyway. So it just makes no sense to create a whole new stuff and not think about this. Anyway, it just shows. I'm not even thinking about these things straight. Usually, and maybe I'm wrong, or I'm just not thinking straight right now because I'm not too strong. Do we actually have ministers in the states? Are the ministers not all in Abuja? She's a commissioner. Okay, commissioner. Okay, okay, that's Com- fine. She's then. commissioner of the ministry okay. of in the state in Imo. Okay. And she's the commissioner of that ministry. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, okay. as I said, this just shows the um, disregard that the ruling class have for the people. They just don't care. At the point in time, you know, it's almost like they don't care what you think. I'm doing this. I'm putting my sister there. Bloody hell. You guys can go to make noise from today till tomorrow. We don't care. It's the same thing with the um, Governor Rivers. Wait, wait. Is Okorocha APC? Yeah, I think it's APC, yeah. Wonderful. Okay. APC just yeah. continues to show themselves. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, it, um, it's the same thing with the Rivers guy, right? Where he now bought cars for everybody in the legislative and for his state. And meanwhile, when he went to, I can't remember what, um, was it the UK? When students that haven't had their um, scholarship scholarships. And he was like just talking to them anyhow. But meanwhile, he has no problem in, I don't even know whether it's state money or his own personal money he's using to buy them um, brand new land cruisers. So it's just, uh, anyway, it's just, this is Nigeria, Nigeria. As long as people of Imo are happy, you know what, that's on them. Hopefully he gets his self. Because I even hear there's a rumor that he's going to make another statue. I don't know how true it is. I think he's of Salif. I don't know how to spread out Salif. I think after the whole Zuma thing, he now doubled down on it. And he now <laughs> said they plan to make different statues of different people and also some what are, why is he making statues of these people in his state anyway that's not our business i mean like we say so much needs to be done with the government so much needs to be done with people who are in charge of us and nigerians as a whole just need to stand up and do what is right i mean look at this answers um hashtag that is going on on twitter i feel like it's one thing it, sh- it definitely shouldn't stop because I know now the, um, they're trying to bully people into not saying anything and they're trying to find out who started the hashtag. But it's a wonderful hashtag. These SARS people, what is their function really? I mean, I know originally they had a function, but they've just become nuisances. SARS is the special anti robbery. Yeah. At robbery. As I said, I know they have a function, but they've become nuisances. Yeah, people have to, you have to tell the people what SARS is, right? They don't know what mm. SARS is. So SARS, they were SARS, I said, a special anti-robbery squad, and obviously they were put together to um, to tackle armed robbery in mm-hmm. the states. But obviously, from a lot of people's, um, luckily for me, I've never had any encounter with them. Oh. But from a lot of people's um, encounters with them and stories about them, they've been just a menace. Anytime they see, I guess the the, the stories. Anytime they see people with a smartphone, they actually to open your phone and search through your phone. Yep. And uh, if they have you, if you if you have a laptop on They'll you, they'll call you a Yahoo boy. You may see label the Yahoo. Um, I think you will see me. Is, which is somebody that does um, fraud, internet fraud, internet fraud or whatever. And all of a sudden, you're arrested, you're beaten, you know, you're extorted for money. 
you know, just unconstitutional stuff. You, you, there are stories of them just killing people and all sorts of um, menace. I don't know who said the hashtag, but thank you. And if they find you, I hope to God that all Nigerians stand behind you. The same way they've been tweeting the hashtag. The person that found the hashtag, I can't remember his name, obviously. At first, when it, it first came out, the police said the guy is under investigation. Uh, the guy's under investigation. The other, the, um, even one of the first responses by the police was that anybody advocating for NSAs is a is a robber, right? Then obviously, when they now felt the real overwhelming presence of this um, of the hashtag on the movement on Twitter, they had to you know go back on their words. And obviously, the Senate asked for investigation. The um, the inspector general said, you know, they're going to do some restructuring. So for me, this is the first time and in a long time that um, Twitter and social media has actually played a real big part. And I think in, it's because uh, everyone got in on it, both rich, poor, celebrity, normal. Because even Simi, the singer show, I think she said that for laughing, Sars pulled a gun at her head. Right. So this is the first time in a long time that, you know, social media has actually, you know, done something. And uh, um, as I was saying, during the time of the Arab Spring, when Twitter played a big role in um, a lot of all these um, Arab states, you know, getting their independence and getting rid of like the detectors, people thought this is what Twitter was going to turn into. That was social media was going to turn into this, um, you know, web of information and people coming together and you know pushing agendas. Obviously, it kind of went down rabbit hole, went on into trolling and curving and dms and all sorts of other stuff so it's good that you know every time we talk about social media and we are cracking on one thing or the other it's good to see that real change is being affected you know by our voices through this like you can't ignore the people talking like i said you know it doesn't come to a conclusion as i was saying people need to keep on pushing it but at least it's good that we can see that you know i think it's in over a week now there've been a million is it million retweets or impressions or whatever with the hashtag of um end stars so it's really big and i'm really happy that this is like social media can a big positive influence in people's lives in the country cool so that's how to draw of the week then okay Okay, so for the Juro um, of the week, um, it goes, um, should I ask him for the money? Hi Juro, I need your opinion on this. Please post anonymous, please. So straight up, my boyfriend borrowed 100k from me to do something. Said he would pay me back. I didn't disturb him about it. He isn't stingy. He spends on me. So for my birthday, he took me abroad, gave me gave me like one thousand dollars to shop, took care of the bills and all. So now that we are back, should I still ask him for the money, or just keep calm? Cause I need to settle some bills. What do y'all think? <laughs> I'm not. Um, I'm not very sure. I mean, on one hand, he kind of took you to the abroad and spent money on you. Well, you know, I'll just tell him that you have bills that you need to settle and you would like some money. I, I'm not, honestly, I'm not very sure. Because it, it, it seems weird, I guess, asking for your hundred. Just asking for your money. If he's doing it that seriously, just asking for your money. So that it doesn't become like a contentious thing. 
but I would generally say just talk. so you have bills that you need to pay you'll be like hi I need I have bills that I need to pay and I kind of need some money hopefully that juggles his memory and he remembers that you know he owes you 100k but like I said I, I don't think that I would ask especially after all the spending that has happened I don't know I'm split 50-50 on this one don't do it please don't do it no don't do it please don't do it do not ask for that money or else you are going to be single and single very soon even if it gives you that money now i'm not saying don't get your money back on a, on a level i get it i get it that you know you it doesn't matter if you have spent and all that stuff he did borrow the money and i think we've had this discussion before anyway um if you're if you're single offer lends you money do you expect it back right i think we, we talked about that before so you can't ask for it back but just like you said you can mention okay i have some bills blah 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 and hope that juggles his money if he's that generous with all that stuff he's doing and you know you have bills to pay i'm sure he'll be generous that way also i remember juggle his mind that you know he owes you you know he owes you some money amount thing though so if you have all these bills to pay and you have you, you are you know shopping abroad or whatever yeah can would you have you know save some put some money outside and say you know what i have this bill to pay let me just hold on to this and not spend all that cash that is being sent or even before he was organizing the trip abroad he goes yeah i have these bills to pay before you had to spend all this one let me settle these bills first you know and get that in maybe somehow. the trip was a surprise now so she wasn't privy to the surprise trip i uh, wouldn't you need your passport you can't just surprise uh, somebody to travel now i don't know i've been hearing all these funny stories now about all these proposal stories and he said that he didn't let me know that we were traveling anyway i guess it depends on the kind of passport you have yeah, if you have it, european uh, passports uh, you can uh, enter the airport anytime uh, and go uh, anywhere okay you uh, get uh, visa on arrival actually no you don't even need the passports because if you taking you to like rwanda or something visa on arrival so actually genuinely could have been a surprise uh, when you say one thousand dollars is it rwanda you can spend dollars ah so don't is come it, and embarrass yourself is, is it rwanda she's going to shop for 1k dollars maybe not ah no. so so i tend to like yeah, she must have better gone to dubai or the us or uk one of those places no, ah, people collect dollars in that in morocco they actually even prefer to collect dollars mm, but I'm, than, but this than one I'm whatever sure. it is anyway back collect. to the issue at hand don't 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 do it don't don't go and say oh um that money that i borrow me it's just it just it just it just be one kind I'm not Except maybe he borrowed the hundred k to complete the payments for your trip, shall That's a different case. That, you yeah, know that a, that could be possible. Then that's, that's a stupid guy now. That yeah, but it's possible. That, that's that's really stupid. Then why not just scale down instead of giving that um so like a thousand dollars using three fifty that's three hundred and fifty k. Why not just give it? Exactly. So maybe he borrowed hundred k. Why not? Why not give that to fifty k to? St- I'm just saying that's, 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 No, that's a stupid dude. Then that that that, that, that doesn't even make no sense. That guy is dumb. Oh, dumb but dumb, people dumb. do it. I'm just a do it. What yeah. what, uh, what I understand? What are you doing? I think people borrow money from their significant hand to give to, you money to balance back. the money of what is of the gifts they want to buy. I'm not joking, you guys. I know this for a fact. I know this first hand because well, I know just thinking that I know, sir. But yeah, yeah like I, I said, can't put, I can't just, put my head around that. Just one. tell him that you have bills to pay and everything, and that you need money, and just see what happens. I guess. Um, yeah. Don't like I said, no matter what you do don't go meet homeboy and say you remember that 100k that you i brought you please i need it now it's just gonna be summer after all that money is spent he, i said he might just have forgotten and all that stuff obviously this dude is not lacking for for cash so that we that, know sure that is that we know 
it's not lagging for cash and everything so just you know um, just be smart about it be tactful about it you know use hints and stuff but if you go outright and just ask for your money it's just gonna look like a gold digger and all you care about is uh, yourself is yourself and the money all that stuff so just you know at least you have small sense that you have sending joe i don't know why i send joe why are you sending joe she does not have small sense because she's sending joe but, but at least she knows that you know there's there's that at least what i mind is, you know what i've come to the trick. conclusion that people just send Joe messages maybe so they can because here's the thing for you to send a message it means that you kind of already know what you should do but you just want other people to do you understand what i'm saying so it's like she asked for the money back it means that she knows that mm, maybe she not asked for the money back and that's why she not really stated everything that he did for her so that most times when people ask for, for advice right a lot of times some people are looking for confirmation right it's not every time that like really as much as they are uh, as much as they are you know trying to make a choice between a and b for instance they're already 80 percent leaning to exactly sometimes you just need somebody to tell them you know a and they feel good about it and um, sometimes even when especially you tell if you're asking from strangers yeah so a lot of time people are just looking for uh, confirmation so there are very there are very few people who are actually approaching you and they're genuinely open to whatever you know no what i think is people have. people don't ask the people that will tell them the straight up um straight up position do you understand what i'm saying so like if you have that friend who gives it to you as it is doesn't beat around the bush or doesn't try to no that doesn't care about your feelings but pretty much tells you what it is that you need to do you tend to avoid asking that person for advice also so people i'm not sure about yeah. that then why then why is that person in your life in the first place then i'm i'm just saying that sometimes people okay so i have a friend who like when it came to boy problems she probably wouldn't tell me because she knew that i'd be like seriously why are you with this guy or something like that do you understand so it's not like she wouldn't tell me other things when it came to like boy problems just just because she wasn't trying to hear it or hear i told you so because you know sometimes people can be annoying so i'm just saying but like i said just tell the guy you have bills to pay should be fine hopefully he'll give you money but don't be like where's my 100k like so said so is the guy here so sus knows yeah i don't think this is a guy something if you are the one as a woman and you know you um you borrowed money from a dude or whatever it is and you now spent all this money then all of a sudden the dude is like where's my 100k won't you feel a kind of way that's why tax is everything exactly. i genuinely might have forgotten except like i said i borrowed that money to add it to the money that i want to use for your gift which is nonsensical <laughs> what happens anyway so like i said Sha, just tell him you have bills to pay and see what happens so yeah and we come to the end of this episode yeah thanks for listening review us on itunes subscribe subscribe on soundcloud join the conversation let us know what you want to hear and just spread good vibes yeah i think one of these episodes we're going to do like a end of year roundup you know um talk about what we felt was our you know, best song of the year artists of the year all sorts of good stuff just like our kind of roundup of 2017 good bad gang style yep thanks for listening guys bye guys if your girl a look good and she never boring, then you know that a really good vibe. And she cook your good food and she always caring, then you know that a really good vibe. If your man did a love you real good in a bed, then you know that a really good vibe. And if I give you full satisfaction, my girl, then you know that.